0: you I don't know the words anymore. Nut matter really. Life is a roller coaster not bad and child. All right.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Unusual Suspects. My name is Dan and joining me is. Who do I go first? Penny! Hello, Penny.
0: <laughs> Hi!
1: Well, oh, very exciting here. And also. I know.
0: I wanted to cut you off when you were introducing it. I don't know why. I'm Everyone suddenly wants to cut excited. Me up, Penny. Uh,
1: and also joining us is our beloved, happy. Belovable? Belovable. Is that a word?
0: It's a good. No, but it is now.
1: Can we do a take two? Fuck this.
0: No, I like Belovable. Keep it.
1: Belovable, fucking made up word, Andy. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) You always have the same fucking intro. (laughs) Hello. Hello. So gentle. Hello. I'm just, just me, Andy here.
0: I'm a nice
1: guy. I just like to watch movies on the weekends and sometimes... And then
0: get angry about them.
2: Good. Well, thanks for that. Unfortunately, I can't do a fake Canadian accent.
1: Okay, right. I'm not Canadian. Now, now,
0: children. (laughs) Don't make me turn this podcast around.
1: I just sound Canadian. I'm actually half British, half Irish. So, fuck you. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to episode 15. Uh, We're off to a great start. Uh, How is everyone? Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't nod. I'll be honest. You have
1: to. <laughs> I'm still eating. It's because he's eating Haribo. Would you stop fucking eating on the... St- I said fucking eat, get all your eating out of the way before we start or just have a lunchable. I
0: finished my sweets. Look,
1: you, you hurried me.
2: I had to finish. What are you eating? It was a bar of M&M chocolate. Not a
1: sponsor. It's... Hmm. Fine. It's absolutely fine. It's <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> Is it the same chocolate that's in the M&M's that the M&M's are in? No. Oh.
2: It's like shit Easter egg chocolate with ah. peanut M&M's.
0: I don't know how I feel about that.
2: It was a birthday present. I had to be grateful. But also, I turned my nose I... up when it was given to me. Are
1: they listening to this? Yeah,
2: hopefully they don't <laughs> listen. It's unlikely. She doesn't listen to many of them.
0: Hi, Andy's sister. Ooh. I'm assuming that's who it's from, wasn't it? No. <laughs> oh. Let's
2: keep going. Let's keep rolling.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there'll be more m&s reviews coming on the next <laughs> podcast can you believe we've been doing this for 15 weeks no
0: <laughs> that's
1: weird it's weird i be honest i'm sick of the sight of i you know both. by episode six i think
0: i can't believe it's september <sighs> i'm still in like the end of may beginning of june in my head because i'm still not working so september is hey welcome to the club a, a shock <laughs>
1: So, I did something, well, okay, like, I've got a few things to say. I'm going to get two of them out of the way because people would like to know, maybe, including Penny's sister. Uh, I watched Joker, the Bollywood film from a couple of episodes ago, uh, if you remember.
0: You better have found out what the orb was about or she's going
1: to <sighs> I'm going to run through this quickly. Um, the uh, Joker was a Bollywood film that Penny, Jenny and Andy picked out from a list of ten worst rated Bollywood films. I showed them the poster and gave them a short synopsis of what the plot was about. They picked Joker, which was, seemed to be about a film about a scientist who goes and finds some sort of aliens and he looked like, the poster looked like it was from The Wizard of Oz and that's why they picked that film for me to go and watch. (laughs) Okay, the film is about a guy who is a scientist, yes, and what happens is his wife, her dad, is ill. So they go to that tourist location that was on the front of the movie that we talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paralumpar, I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. They go to that place, which is just like a little village, like a remote village. So it seems weird that they put that on the front of the box. Already confused by that. Father's ill. And while they're there, they accidentally create some crop circles in the village. <laughs> And then the press come along, and this scientist is like, Yeah, we've seen the aliens.
0: How do you accidentally create a crop circle?
1: I think... It's impressive. It's not really clear from what I was just watching, because <laughs> it was fucking all over the place, but... Th- it seemed like he was like, Let's pretend the aliens came here because it's like in a remote village, and I need to do this because I'm a scientist, and if I don't find aliens... he
0: So I need to fake science.
1: Yeah, he actually gets told he will get fired if he doesn't find the aliens so
0: that's really harsh
1: yeah (laughs) that's a big ask yeah and then the twist at the end is um spoilers everyone sorry (laughs) (laughs) twist at the end is he creates all these crop circles and stuff and the press turn up and go oh my god he's found the aliens the aliens are dressed up as people in the village so they're like that's where the weird costumes came in on that poster there's people dressed up as aliens and shit
0: is that why there's like an E.T. in a pumpkin suit yeah, I'm just so they. They're looking at the poster.
1: They're the aliens.
2: <laughs> look like a praying mantis. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the press start to believe that they're actual aliens when they're clearly just people in suits. But the twist is, at the end of the film, actual aliens turn up. Of course they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because they saw the crop circles. Yeah.
1: Because they saw the crop circles and CGI aliens turn up and um, they. How do they look? Awful. <laughs> but the.
0: Better or worse than the people in the suits? Worse.
1: Uh, <laughs> somehow worse. Then, uh, because they crashed their alien spaceship on the crop circle, hidden underneath was a bunch of oil, and it sprayed out into the air, and now this guy is rich.
2: <laughs> no. That's the ending.
1: It's not his no. oil. No.
0: That's the ending. Whose field were they putting the crop circles in? It's not his Just oil. Just some
1: village in, this, in the middle of nowhere.
0: So the village is rich, not him.
1: No. They're doing the Bollywood dancing around scene at the end. They're like, oh, we're so happy we've got money.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that That dance. It's it's... It's very similar to five six seven eight 6, by Steps. <laughs> <laughs> niche reference there. There
1: you go. Very niche. You don't need to tell me that this was bad. I watched Jism 2 very quickly <laughs> as well.
2: No one asks you to watch that. You watched
1: it of your no. own accord, didn't you? I know. Jism I, 2 was on that list, for anyone who doesn't know, that was number 10 and... Because it was called Jism 2 and it looked like a rip-off Bollywood's Fifty Shades of Grey with some weird spy James Bond thing going on, I had to check it out because Jism 2. Come on, guys.
0: Did it make sense without you watching Jism 1?
1: Yes, but then again...
0: Okay, that's something. (laughs) So,
1: Sonny Leone is the actor that plays a porn star, and she's actually a porn star in real life in that film. Okay. And... It's two hours long, right? And the majority of the film, she's just in lingerie, of course, huh. It's an erotic Bollywood thriller, apparently. She falls in love with like an assassin. She's like a secret agent. She's gonna kill an assassin. She falls in love with the assassin, but she's also got a boyfriend. And there's like 50 billion love scenes between each of these men where she's like, but I love you and he loves you, but I love you. Like constant fucking back and forth or going back between them. Her boyfriend kills her and then she kills him and then she lives with the assassin and in the afterlife. The end.
2: <laughs> okay, I've got a few questions. I thought, firstly, it was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah.
1: It nearly got banned because it was so explicit. I mean, there's no, like, nudity, but there's, like, a lot of... Implied. Yeah. A lot of jism. There's a lot for a Bollywood film. There's no kissing. There's no... More dancing than anything, but there's a lot of, um...
2: Dancing lying down?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. My second question
2: is, if it had been Sasha Gray, would you have rated it? <sighs>
1: I don't. Why is there a thing that gets me started? Great. I just. You started it. She just was bad in that movie.
0: That was
2: it. That was my. Everyone comment. was bad in that movie, though. That was true. uh
0: Jeffrey was not. Thank you.
2: Oh, oh Bevins.
1: But
0: the main point. Oh, Bevins. Bevins is great.
1: The main point I want to get to. I went to the cinema, guys. This might be old news <gasps> by the time this comes up, but I went to the fucking cinema. and I'm so happy I went back. I am your human guinea pig ask me anything about the cinema
0: (laughs) did you get corona
1: oh fuck's sake no i didn't get corona no no
0: well that seems to be the most important question yeah
1: she
2: meant the beer as well
0: (sighs) yeah did you get a corona no
1: they had a limited menu unfortunately that was one thing they had limited menu did
0: they play my Sharona?
1: they didn't play my Sharona, look all right so
0: (laughs) did you go to taco
1: bell no it was open weirdly it wasn't (sighs) open strange right next door as well so anyway so i went to kind of a large <laughs> chain if people not listening from the uk called cine world and they have an imax i'm sure most people yeah. know imax is so i went to see Christopher Nolan's new film tenant and the cinema side i'll quickly talk about that um it was fine there was a couple of things i was a bit weirded out so you have to go into the cinema with a mask on obviously and everyone's kind of free to kind of roam around in the lobby and stuff and the popcorn is not fresh as well i think it's in bags yeah. as well so you can get mm. fresh popcorn limited menu when they- hot
0: dogs nachos
1: no no hot dogs no nachos what is the point <laughs> 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 fuck the cinema let's let it fail together <laughs> no hot dogs that's where they
2: make their money
0: never eaten a cinema hot dog or cinema God, nachos you're
2: missing out they are
1: both you are definitely not
2: outrageous out. they are
1: lukewarm.
0: no Nando's is next door mm, yeah
1: great contact guys <laughs> the glue that holds it together right so uh, there was a couple of things like they wouldn't touch the tickets you know how they normally rip the tickets off and stuff like that yeah now they put it on like a plate <laughs> so you give them a ticket and they say put it on the plate please and then they rip the ticket had you the plate back and you take the ticket off. But
0: surely you've already touched the ticket so the plate is yeah, irrelevant I know. And
1: they've also touched the ticket that's on the plate exactly some things I was a bit confused about I was like okay cool also, the doors weren't, like, opening, like, automatically, so people were touching it as well, which also was a bit weird. Mm. Again, this is just one cinema. Well, name where it is, but it was an IMAX. It should have been a little bit better. So the seating, you can go into the cinema and then take your mask off once you sit in your seats to eat and obviously drink and all that kind of stuff. Okay. The weird thing is is that there's they left two seats either side of you free mm-hmm. so that no one's kind of sitting next to you, although two seats is about... Mm-hmm. About a metre and a two metres, maybe? I'm pushing it.
0: I could lay down in, like, two seats if I'm five feet. How big are these seats? Like, it's not five five feet. It was IMAX,
1: so it was pretty big seats.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: But the odd thing is they didn't have any kind of restrictions for people behind you or in front of you which I found even hmm. weirder because of course if you were coughing you'd be coughing yeah. <laughs> you right? into the back of your head yeah exactly and there was people like right behind us kind of near us uh, at the back But what did they do with
2: seat allocation because oh. like I imagine you're quite prompt getting to get into your seat but there's always idiots who turn up late and then have to fucking oh. trample all over people
1: mate I have a fucking ridiculous story so like you know how uh, you can get into the seats from either side Mm -hmm. this couple right were sitting on like g23 which was right at the end on the (laughs) left hand side they decided to go into the middle and then everyone had to stand up while they took off their mass they sat down took off the mass and now these people come along and like excuse me excuse me and they sit right at the end where they could have just gone around the other side uh, people oh, no. that's I that's missed. the problem
2: they should have fuck those like, people you, they should just give you a row and if you're in that row first you immediately go straight to the end
1: yeah exactly but they didn't have that so it felt a bit it, it yeah. did feel t- a tad bit unorganised a little bit that's all I'm going to say it was a teeny weeny unorganised but
0: well I could do it like in a theatre you know you have the t- I know you know they, t- they check the tickets but like a like an usher and be like right, like you said, like you're in Roji, and you have someone put them there.
2: Yeah, knowing this cinema though, <laughs> I would be surprised <laughs> if the people working there know where the seats are. Mm.
1: They literally, as soon as they took our tickets to get into the area where you go to different screens, that we were on a run, <laughs> so we just went everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and there's no one else there, no staff. starts licking the walls. Exactly. It I'll went, show you. I Went fucking crazy, pissing in every toilet <laughs> just for a laugh,
0: but without stopping.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't break the <this> stream,
1: <laughs> um but in terms of busyness i would say it was like it wasn't packed especially for like the second day tenant came out like i was a bit surprised it wasn't packed but then again i know some people have fears going there and stuff so it was okay in terms of attendance like there were still seats available like spread out you could have put people in, uh, so it seemed a bit weird that Christopher Nolan film in the IMAX wasn't packed out on a Saturday night as well, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, people are still apprehensive though, mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't been to a pub yet, mm-hmm. I've only got out for dinner once, I'm not planning to go to the cinema. Not I me mean, either.
1: Yeah. yeah, we went to one yeah.
0: restaurant and sat outside, and that's it.
1: But either than that, um, it was alright, and uh, I'll probably go again to see, I don't know, the fucking. Mutants, new mutants, whatever new it's means. called. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how that goes. I saw might even t- come with you for that. I'm in for that. Yeah, sure. Why not? So I saw, yeah, I saw Tenant, which is Christopher Nolan's new film. Christopher Nolan, if you don't know, oh, come on, he he made Batman, he made uh, Inception, he made Dunkirk, he made fucking Memento, Prestige, Memento. Yeah, he made a lot of You know, he's so Tenant is his latest and non-spoiler review obviously very quick non-spoiler review of it because it's the first new film we've talked about i mean since we started this fucking <laughs> podcast i guess it's not gonna be for everyone and that's the general synopsis i got from everyone leaving the theater i had some people coming out what the f-, saying what the fuck was that <laughs> some people going, that was really good
0: i believe friend of the podcast liam had some words i probably can't really repeat <laughs> he did not like this movie
2: him anyway repeat him because they were gold
0: you say that but I've got to find him.
1: wasn't it something like it was pretentious just over the top nonsense or something I can't remember but
0: Tenet is a bloated tenant because he's written Tenet is that what it's what is Tenet. It
1: called oh, it is Tenet Tenet, Tenet. Ignore Tenet
0: is a yeah. Tenet is a bloated self-important mirror wank of a film all style zero substance a guy who smokes too much weed who he thinks he's a philosopher because he's watched a few youtube videos at this point i'm pretty sure christopher Nolan's obsession with bending space and time is all leading up to him training himself how to bend all the way around and pick his own asshole i love you <laughs> liam
1: yeah that's pretty good
0: <laughs> he has a way with words Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know how I fall up. You obviously didn't agree. Um,
1: no, I, I understand where he's coming from, definitely. It is, the, the one thing I, the, the good side of Tenant is that it is fucking balls to the wall, action packed. If you ever saw Dunkirk, you know that when you watch Dunkirk, it is straight into the action. There's no backstory. Christopher Nolan just doesn't do characters anymore. He just goes, right, here we go. <laughs> let's start the film pew
2: pew. pew pew
1: bang 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 yeah it's literally that so it is literally after missing the cinema for so long it was cu- and watching in the fucking imax it was fucking great to be honest like it looks amazing the visual effects i think is just outstanding like they are some of the craziest things i've ever seen and he doesn't use a lot of special effects chris for nolan that's all in his film so he didn't in this and it just some of the things that happen in it are just mind-boggling, how he managed to get it done. There's a lot of it, like, it's it's really good and it's a story that is easy to stick with. The issue with it that people are gonna have is the whole gimmick, which is about reversing time. And it's explained slowly throughout the film. You kind of just, he kind of shows it to you and you have to kind of accept it and go, okay, this is what's in this world. Yeah, but Andy time. can't
0: suspend his disbelief, so it's not going to work.
1: He might have trouble with it, <laughs> I would say, but like it's just slowly, like, the lore of it and how it works is kind of, like, drawn out throughout the film, so it, it does take a while. It's a two-and-a-half-hour film as well, so it's a long fucking drawn-out one. Fuck
0: that. Uh, whoa, 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 I'm fucking out. hell. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. I'm in. but I'm, I'm sp- still in.
0: I'm out. I I'm, I i am don't care about his films so anyway. <laughs> okay, thanks,
2: Ben. Not enough horror in it for her.
1: Not enough horror. Nope but it's honestly like a visual mad fucking house my brain like hurt after watching it it was just like so much stuff going on screen it's just crazy how they film i really want to see the making of this film because it's fucking mental and it's just yeah there's a lot of stuff in it that you've never probably seen before like filmed in a in a movie before like pulled off to the degree where it's not cgi and it's just real
0: are they doing it in 4dx
1: uh, I don't think so <sighs>
0: What? You haven't even seen anything in 4 I saw
2: the Bugs Life thing at Disneyland
0: I mean, similar But I was just asking I was
1: also 10 in fact
0: Yeah, so just Don't, ugh, me
2: How did it compare to the first time you saw Inception?
1: Oh, that's a good one, actually I think Inception's easier to understand Because it's I mean, it's dreams kind of something we kind of all do and it's something easier to kind of understand Mm. with this again i don't want to give too much away but it's like they're trying their best to educate you of how this weird time warp works but the problem with it is that so much happens with it like doesn't happen in the film this is just a little example so if someone's going forward in time say if they're running down the hallway if someone's going backwards in time they're going to start when that guy gets to the end of the hallway And then they're going to finish when that guy, you know, is at the start of the hallway. So when they're trying to film both things at the same time and show you on screen, which is fucking amazing when they do it, but when they try to explain how that works and follow along with everyone's kind of path and what they're doing, it gets really fucking confusing. And some people I could see in the cinema going, I don't know what's going on. Like there's so much being thrown at me at the same time. The one, another quick complaint I want to make is just the, um, same thing I had with Batman and Interstellar, because I saw them both in the IMAX, and I don't know if it's the IMAX, but I heard other people have the same problem with Tenant, uh, when they went to the cinema and anywhere else. The mixing is bad. <laughs> so, you can barely hear some people talking. Uh, uh, main character is saying like important shit because the fucking sound effects are over it and the music's over it, so you just get like that and it's just like
2: uh, mm. uh, that seems to be like a common thing with Nolan, yeah, though. and <laughs> Transformers films as well.
1: I haven't seen Transformers. Michael
2: Bay.
0: That doesn't sound like a thing. A good director well it's a do? it's sound no.
1: engineering i don't know if christopher nolan whoever oh, he uh, hires is fucking shit
0: well no but you know christopher nolan's like yeah that's fine whoever's doing yeah, the you sound you don't like, see that, that doesn't sound like don't see that
1: from john carpenter do you i think it's the case of nolan is so focused on the visual aspect that he forgets about the sound sometimes but um that
0: also doesn't how is he so famous That sounds shit
1: <laughs> no on a, it's it, it's kind of like I don't know. It like the sound is amazing. Like the sound quality is amazing. It's just not the volume levels are just like sometimes like this podcast in the early stage where it's just sometimes <laughs> not right. Someone's a bit too low, someone's a bit too high. That's yeah. it. But it's But still... we've
0: had enough practice now, so we've got better. So he definitely should have <laughs> sorted out by now,
1: right? Yeah, but we've had more
2: episodes out than he's had films oh. out, I'm fairly certain. Maybe. <laughs> give him credit
1: (laughs) he's only made a multi-million
0: he'll get there just gotta keep practicing you can Um, do it chris well i think it was believe in you
1: i think it was good everyone's got to start sometime
0: yeah found footage man
1: jesus christ what's wrong with you guys
0: twitter beef callback
1: (laughs) um bye i do
0: (laughs) sorry (laughs)
1: One day I'll get my words out But I do think it's still a really good film I don't think it's Christopher Nolan's best I would probably put this behind just behind Dunkirk And Inception Ahead And Instellar Ahead and all that But it's still worth the watch But you could wait for it to come out on Blu-ray 8 out of 10 Interesting There you
0: go I went on, well you guys know I went on a documentary binge I'm having a documentary phase uh, before that, I, I watched Random Acts of Violence, which is Jay Baruchel's new horror movie. I'm waiting for everyone to be surprised. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Netflix original, Jay Baruchel does the does a bunch of stuff, but I love him as the voice in How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs>
1: what? Of all the movies, I was thinking like, mm, about... Yeah. Quite-
0: he was in uh, what was he, in The End of the World, that was good too.
1: How to Train Your he Dragon, that's the best one.
0: That movie is fucking great. Yeah. yeah, It's okay. Saw saw the second one in the cinema, cried my fucking eyes out.
2: Pussy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, I watched that, which is available on my favourite streaming service, Shudder.
2: Didn't you just say it was I'm a not, Netflix original?
0: I did, which is wrong. It is a Shudder original.
1: Oh that's Shudder <gasps> fucking. Wait, what do you know what's on? Now. <laughs>
0: I know, I watched so many streaming services this weekend Random Acts of Violence, which is a Shudder original so then I can edit that all together later
1: We know the truth
0: I can't (laughs) wait for Ronan Keating
2: (laughs) 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 Oh dear Mistakes on this podcast are like buses, sometimes they don't arrive at all, sometimes you get two at once, Penny, you're not doing the editing, and Andy so disappointed in yourself yourself, myself It doesn't matter, I'm disappointed. There is no Ronan Keating, we are being treated to the gonk. On with the show.
0: As it's brand new, I'm not gonna go into it. It was, it was was, was better than absolutely fine, but not. Somewhere in between absolutely fine and amazing.
1: Good, decent.
0: It was good. I I liked it, I would recommend it. It was very, it was quite stylized. You guys like that shit, so, (laughs) you know.
1: You guys like. Me sorry, all these faces. sorry. You guys like that <laughs> shit. Yeah.
0: You like stylized stuff.
1: Yeah, I like good movies that yeah. sometimes look it's, good. <laughs> if that's what you mean.
0: It's a good movie and it also looks good. Okay. It's about a guy that writes a comic book about a murderer and murders happen. It's nothing groundbreaking, but I enjoyed it. So go watch that. Cool. Uh Today I watched a movie called Single AF for the podcast. It was so terrible. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, and then i watched a bunch of documentaries the blackout experiments if anyone can catch that andy and i were talking about it it is about an immersive haunted house experience
1: Um,
0: is that the best way to describe it's uh i think they've got them in in la and new york now i think that's how you
2: described it to me
0: yeah like so it's not it's not quite a haunted house, you know, like Disneyland. Universal <laughs> Horror, you know, like a Yeah, it's not it's not like one of those scary mazes they do at Universal or whatever that you go through and people jump out. It's
1: Other theme parks are available. <laughs> I really like Soul Maze. It's No one will get that reference. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's not one of those.
0: <laughs> it was it was really interesting. It was a bit more tailored to Scare the individual It was a bit like The It's not called The McKinley house It's the McCreney It's the McSomething house I can't remember you know McMuffin The McMuffin house And he He runs a scary house It was on Dark Tourist If anybody saw that And yeah. they Waterboard you And tie you up And Oh Bury you And it's like That's it's fucking nuts in it. He He's a psychopath It's essentially just but torture
2: it, With a uh, horror facade
0: Yeah And
1: people pay to Yeah Yeah. So, so wait Sorry So hang on Yeah So people pay to get Like waterboarded And tortured How torture are we talking
0: It's bad The guy that does it He doesn't He actually doesn't charge people For that house no, does he No it's
2: totally free Yeah oh he doesn't even charge people there's
0: a place called the mckamey manor which is america's most extreme haunted house and the netflix show dark tourist covered it a little bit but he doesn't let anyone really film it but there's waterboarding and like suffocating people i can't think what else they did to him but most most people don't get through it
1: sounds like a fun day out for all the family
0: well, and doesn't it last, like, 12 hours or something? Yeah,
2: so you sign, like, contracts at 6pm. You and sign then a
0: waiver that, like, you might break bones and...
2: Potentially die. Like, what? Yeah, so you sign, like, yeah. this what? waiver at, like, 6pm, and then they collect you at midnight and spend the whole night, essentially, torturing you for 12
1: hours. What is this? Would you rather or something? What the fuck? What no, the- it's fucking worse than would you
2: rather. Worse. All you've got to do in would you rather is firstly electrocute someone then cut an eyeball and then decide if you want to drown or not it's bullshit
1: They drown
0: yeah and it's got like i'm trying to find he doesn't really talk about it much does he So no. i can't really find I d- any i
1: doubt he wants to talk i mean isn't that illegal
0: I mean, does anyone well it's because people sign waivers and he does it for free which is why andy and i were like he's a psychopath like he's he enjoys it yeah he used
2: to work for the military or the cia as like uh, mm. an interrogator So he knows what he's doing. The chances are if he wasn't doing this haunted house shit, he would be out there murdering people. I'm slightly concerned that he's going to tap me up and try and murder me now. But yeah, he's a proper fucked up dude. Okay. So he's got some lovely dogs though, I seem to remember.
0: (laughs) He does. Like you could break bones. People have come into contact with raw sewage. He might shave your head.
1: Oh good, I need a haircut.
0: You might be buried alive. You might have to drink your own puke. (laughs) I'm just reading things now.
1: You must be over five centimeters to ride this. Ride. Oh,
0: five yeah. centimeters. What are it you trying
2: to get on it? A fucking snail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he sounds like he accepts anyone. Do uh,
0: I feel like he has a, a massive waiting list as well? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He only does
2: like what? I think he only does like oh, one, like sake. a handful wow. a year.
0: Yeah.
2: What? And what? you have to have a psych evaluation mm-hmm. before you do it. Why doesn't
1: he have a fucking psych evaluation? Mm.
0: Jesus, it's an excellent question. I've just seen that somebody started a petition because they're like, "Uh, "It's just torture." Yeah, but like attendees are locked in coffins filled with insects and spiders. Oh fuck that! No, it's filled with scenarios to physically break people locked in a tank full of eels. Oh fuck off! The experience can take up to eight (laughs) hours, but nobody's ever ever done the whole.
2: It's like a shit. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here.
1: Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> I it. mean,
0: I would watch. I would rather watch this with certain celebrities. You
1: ready for your bush Tucker trial? <laughs> Got to eat your own shit.
0: <laughs> you might die. <laughs> as if you wouldn't watch that. But basically, I watched the the blackout experiments was a similar thing, but it seemed to be slightly more psychological for them. They would. It's also not as long. I think. I think it was about twenty five minutes kind of session and. They will ask you lots of questions like one of the main guys in it he hated being a failure so they would call him one and act on that and but he got naked they made him get naked in that because it was like a vulnerability they've been waterboarded and tied up and thrown around and but that was really interesting because they all kind of got a little bit addicted to it and then it kind of got to a point they had a final one and they're like you don't need this anymore like it was more of a Psychological thing rather than just a torture madman yeah. torturing people. Like they definitely got something out of it. I don't really know what.
1: <laughs> we don't know what it was. Okay. No, but that was really
0: cool. I watched the Slenderman documentary, which I forgot to look up what it was called. Do we all know about Creepypasta and Slender man yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was two girls that stabbed their friend yeah. for Slenderman. Watch that. Those girls are not well. Spoilers, but that was really interesting. <laughs> and then I watched a documentary about furries which oh would... god
1: yeah we got That's loads, loads of messages about that <laughs> I was going to say did you
2: watch anything light hearted but
0: the furries was light hearted I think
2: furries is the nearest you got to light hearted
0: <laughs> yeah I also watched a documentary about video nasties that was pretty cool and I got halfway through a documentary about the making of Texas Chainsaw Massacre so there you go so because the film I watched for today was not worth talking about it is now time for another round of Would You Rather yay oh, oh, wrong
1: wrong jingle up <laughs> I'm so used to it I'm so used to it with you I just <laughs> it's automatically ready for you that's all
0: quick make up a would you rather jingle
1: would, would you rather, rather you. be a, uh, waterboarded or eat your <laughs> own shit <laughs> there we go done. I'd
2: rather be waterboarded
0: oh Addie would like Addie when we were talking about it he was like I've always wanted you to be waterboarded oh what the f- and I've been a little bit worried about it I don't know why since. it just just interests me
1: um, while well, you've got a huge boner on you is that right yeah, that's
2: that's why I'm sat under the table you can't see it
0: <laughs> you'll be glad to know there's no beast penises in these they're all quite tame compared to last that's time that's a damn I'm shame playing.
2: wasn't the last do we have to electrocute anyone or whip someone with a
0: big no. stick I went for movie ones so they're all a bit tame so if anyone's got any good ones I even asked Jenny there was no beast yeah, penises yeah well, the last
1: one was whether we fucked Tarzan or the beast from Beauty and the mm-hmm. Beast and I think we just said Tarzan because it was fun Oh, at least I said it with Tarzan because you want to swing well, I
0: didn't Yeah, you
1: wanted I wanted a swim. cuddle afterwards
2: so I went for the beast
1: that was it yeah
0: so would you rather have your memory wiped so you can enjoy seeing your favourite movie for the first time or have them make a good sequel of your favourite movie so I know Andy's is Scott Pilgrim so would you rather feel like you haven't seen it and get to watch it again for the first time or then make a decent do sequel do I lose
2: my entire memory or just the memory of watching Scott Pilgrim
0: Good question. Let's go with just the memory of Scott <laughs> just Pilgrim. Because that <laughs> otherwise that's too complicated.
2: I feel like I watched Scott Pilgrim first, then read the comics, and then did all the nerd stuff and then re-watched it and went, actually this is fucking fantastic. So can I wipe the second time? Or actually no, I'm gonna wipe oh, the first sake, time. Just answer Shut the question. up, I'm doing it. I'm gonna wipe the first time and then rewatch it after I've done the research. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. What was the options? <laughs>
0: Yeah I'm confused You you can't remember Watching it So you get to see it For the first time new Or they make okay. Scott Pilgrim picks. Is it
2: every time You watch it? it Is like the first time
1: no, no just once Just once Jesus Christ <sighs> It's not that yeah, hard that. I didn't
0: think This was complicated So either You can't remember any, You don't know anything About Scott Pilgrim And you get to watch it again For the first time Or they make a really good Scott Pilgrim I too. think
1: he's lost His fucking memory At this point What was the question again <laughs> I'm going to go For the
2: second one I'm going to wait For a sequel okay.
1: Nah man I would i go first one i'd be like i want to see it again first time definitely sequels can be disappointing that's the thing as we talked about in a previous episode yeah
2: but i think if i had done all like the reading and stuff for scott pilgrim and then watched the film after having done that i would be disappointed would
1: you want a scott pilgrim too no i wouldn't
2: i'd ask them to make it i just wouldn't watch it
0: (laughs) seems unnecessary
2: that's
1: weird all right fine (laughs) all right (laughs) makes sense (laughs) Yeah, I'd wipe my memory and watch yeah. uh, watch my favourite film.
0: What's your favourite film? film?
1: What's my favourite film? It's mm. probably something like Gino. Probably something fucking artistic and stylistic. Gino.
0: <laughs> I like that you say that like you don't know. Do you not know?
1: I don't have a favourite film, no. No, I don't. Oh,
0: fair enough.
1: Sorry, I'm boring that. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be Andys, no. unfortunately.
0: This one specifically... I, whoa,
2: hang on a second. I didn't say Scott Pilgrim was my favourite film. No, Penn I did said I that. Did say she that.
1: appointed me
2: Scott I Pilgrim. Did. Well,
1: we all know Scott Pilgrim's your
0: favourite film. Yeah, what else film.
2: is yeah, it? I don't know. Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this one made me think of Andy specifically. Would you rather watch a movie all the way through to the last 30 minutes and then never see the end or put the end... At the beginning of the movie, and then you know what happens all the way through.
1: Oh no, no! First one, definitely. I wouldn't watch. You'd him.
0: never see the end of any. Mo- you'd hatch it. The end of every yeah, movie.
1: I would like because some movies do that. <laughs> leave it to your own kind of.
0: Sopranos. It. Yeah, but yeah. it would be every film. It'd be So unsatisfying. Yeah, but then you thing. just see fucking endings.
1: What's the point in watching an ending if there's no context beforehand? No, you see the, ending, see the then ending, ending, then you see, and the, rest then you see the, the rest
0: of the film.
2: Oh, I mean, the- it's like a Chris Nolan <sighs> film. You just see it in reverse and weird yeah. order.
0: Memento. <laughs> it's like Memento. Yeah. Do you want to memento every film? No, because
1: then every film would be the same. So you'd rather not see the end of every film? I mean... Yeah, but every film would start the same way, the ending first, so it would be the same.
0: No, they wouldn't all be the same because if I watch the end of, like, Friday the 13th, that's not going to be the same film as Finding Dory just because you've put the end at the beginning. (laughs) It'd be funny, though, wouldn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the structure of it is exactly the same so I'd rather have the missing ending.
2: Are you off your fucking tits? What are you talking but about? Most films have You'd the rather same not see the end of any film. Beginning middle end structure.
1: Everyone would agree with me this. Yes. Why would you want to watch every film that has the same structure of I the ending that, as first and then the rest of the film? That would be boring over time. Yeah. But don't they do.
0: But don't films already have the same yeah. structure of a beginning middle and end except momentum. Yeah, but
1: you get the most important part that doesn't make sense. At the start, and it's like, what if Memento? What if there was a, a twist? You get the twist first, and that'd be no, ruined. because then at you the start work
2: out the where film. the twist comes. That's the game. Oh, I'd rather watch the end, and then what's the rest of it? Because yeah. then I would reverse engineer it as it goes through. Instead of flandemic, yeah. Instead of <laughs> fucking flandemic. <laughs> why the fuck are there Muppets in this film? I didn't ask for this. And then I'd watch the rest
1: of it. But you'll find and out. Then I'd find the out why there's Muppets. Why is Kermit dead? <laughs> <laughs> You'll yes, <find> <laughs>
0: yes. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think I could not know what happens in the end of films no. ever. I, I want to know
2: it. if Dominic Toretto gets arrested, and I'm happy to find that at the beginning instead of at the end of one of, you know, Fast and Furious Seventeen or whatever.
1: Imagine Seven, okay? Imagine you got you saw the end of Seven first, and then you saw the build up. Actually, that might work a little bit. yeah
0: uh it would still suck but both of these are supposed to be sucky but also
2: dan imagine seven you get all the way up to the end and then you never find out what's in the box
0: yeah i
2: kind
1: of like that
2: what about kaiser soze you're such a prick
0: you'd never know about kaiser soze
2: i don't know i just you'd never find out if toothless gets off the boat in how to (laughs) train the dragon
1: fucking spoiling things for people
0: (laughs) you'd never know if the avengers won
1: oh who gives a shit anyway um everyone else i tell
2: you what you would be able to tell without the ending that woody is a prick though (laughs) next one
0: (laughs) so we're in an alternative universe type situation Would you rather watch Jackie Chan in a tense political thriller or Tom Hanks in a high-octane kung fu movie where he does all his own stunts? Oh,
2: my God.
1: Oh, God. This is amazing. That's a tricky one. This is from
0: the internet. This is good.
1: So Jackie Chan in a political thriller...
0: Yep, in like a tense, serious political thriller.
1: And Tom Hanks doing his own
0: stunts. <laughs> doing his own Kung Fu stunts.
1: Uh, it's Tom, Tom Cruise, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tom Cruise, what the fuck? Not, ooh, never fuck Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. It's got with Tom Hanks. It's you're... Tom Hanks, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Gotta see it on screen <laughs> to believe it. I want to see him try and crank kick
2: a fellow 60-year-old man in the face.
1: <laughs> Imagine they made Crank 3. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. Oh, but...
2: <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs>
1: Tom Hanks in Crank
2: 3 that would be amazing they reboot Shanghai Noon (laughs) Tom Hanks plays uh, Jackie Chan that would be good
0: amazing would you rather see a Batman this is very apt for what we've been talking about would you rather see a Batman movie where the rustling of his cape is way louder than anything else in the mix so from what I have now learned this could happen
2: this happens Yeah,
0: I didn't know this when I found it or James Corden praises Alfred in all the oh, Batman. Oh, the
1: rustling, the rustling, the, rustling. <laughs> the fucking rustling. <laughs> fuck James Corden after that fucking film.
0: Originally, the one that I found was Lee Evans as Alfred, but oh, you no.
1: know
0: James Corden would be worse. Yeah, yeah. But you literally can't. You can barely hear anything else except the cape rustling. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'd
2: love it. I'd still rather have that than James fucking Corden shitting on any
1: film. Yeah.
0: What about Lee Evans?
1: Nah yeah, I, yeah, st- yeah. I don't like British people, yeah.
0: you, don't like
2: British do you, people? you don't like British people? You see you don't like
1: British people Moving on
0: We wow. apologise to British people Not
1: all of them A no. lot of them are pricks Yeah <laughs> Damage limitation there <laughs> Jesus
0: <laughs> And this one is really anticlimactic But it made me laugh Uh it has nothing to do with movies Would you rather sm- sweat milk or sneeze glitter?
2: Uh
1: Sweat, milk, or sneeze yeah. glitter?
2: Interesting question. Last night, Dan had to sneak out to get some milk. If he'd <laughs> just wrapped himself in a duvet for a while, he could have created his own. <laughs> that sounded way saucier than I thought. Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also,
0: yeah. Wow. So he didn't have to sneak out. He just had to go out. That's true. Yeah. I, ha- I was going to try and sneak out to get McDonald's, but I didn't.
1: So... <laughs> You guys have gone off in tandems, man. Um, Probably the milk one because then I'll never run out of milk.
2: God, that's weird.
1: And I'll never have to go to the shop at one in the morning to get milk.
0: Yeah, but like, what if Andy comes over and wants a cup of tea? Are you giving him sweat milk or real milk? Tough, it's
1: organic. (laughs) It's
2: going to be sweat milk, isn't
0: it? Organic sweat milk.
1: Organic sweat milk straight from my (laughs) teeth.
0: to your heart it wouldn't come out of your tea it'd come out of your armpit or wherever else straight you sweat
1: straight from my armpit to your heart that should be our slogan <laughs> for dad's milk the
0: question is would you have different milk from from whence it sweated
1: oh penny like would you yeah. have
0: like ballsack milk and penny. armpit milk would
1: you
2: have to like run a sponge up the crack to get all the good stuff <laughs> <For>
1: fuck's sake
0: <laughs> stop Would it tastes different oh I'd rather sneeze glitter there Me too
1: I mean you'll never run out It depends which one you are more I guess in need of So if, you, if you're if you an artist or something I guess you go for the glitter Because you'll never run out of glitter You're never in need
2: of glitter But,
0: but also you, I wouldn't No And you've got to be careful You'd need a handkerchief With you at all times Because if you kind of did you, That glitter would get everywhere Yeah You might need a handkerchief For the
1: milk
2: <sighs> The milk is genuinely Making <laughs> me feel uneasy but the, the glitter would be dry, right? You wouldn't be snotting out big gloops of like.
0: Yeah. You could make like the tube and stuff really fun. <laughs> what is sneezing on people when it's glittering It's right? running around the tube sneezing.
2: I might try that. You'd
0: actually. be the life of the party. What if you
2: snort glitter, whether you would then sneeze it out?
0: Probably. My dog got glitter once and pooped it out, so I assume it's a similar thing. Yeah, I might also try that.
1: Glue that holds this together.
2: Yeah, it holds us together with fucking milk. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sweat It <milk>. might work. <laughs> it's fucking grim. It's horrible. Milk
1: is my answer.
2: I don't drink milk. Oh. This is
1: another fucking reason why. Well, then
2: obviously you're going to choose glitter if you don't drink milk. Well, unless I wanted to sweat out milk to fucking
1: give to other people, which it <laughs> sounds like you're doing. If you want it or not, you can have it. It's up to you. You're taking it from a cow's teeth. What's wrong with
0: Dan's teeth?
1: So what's the difference between taking it from my armpit? My teeth or my armpit?
2: Because I don't have to look a cow in the eye whilst I'm drinking it. <laughs>
1: is that the only reason? <laughs> look at the cow in the eye. I
2: can just imagine, like, as I'm bringing a cup of coffee to my mouth, you're just <laughs> casually, like, slightly looking smug. And Dan being like,
0: is it good? Oh, oh.
1: oh. Is it tasty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's my milk for you? Is it lukewarm?
2: At least put it in the fucking fridge. Please
0: put it in the fridge. Lukewarm sweat milk, everybody. Welcome
1: to the Unusual Suspects Podcast. <laughs> we occasionally talk about movies. Yeah,
0: my fault. Sorry. But that was the last <laughs> one, just because it made me laugh. It's fine. And I'm glad I brought it up. Cool. Because now we know.
1: <laughs> now we know where the milk comes from every time you go to Dan's. <sighs> Anyway, the petrol station. <laughs> petrol station at one AM. BP. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Um. So our film out of the hats this week. Uh, one of my choices, which was uh Parasite, which came out last year uh, mm-hmm. as a Korean film. Uh, won best picture at the Oscars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, best picture at the Oscars, and countless other nominations, I guess, and awards and stuff. But um. Yeah, it's one that I've seen, obviously, and these two haven't. So I was very intrigued to see what they think on a first-time viewing basis. And we shall begin, I guess, guys.
0: And spoilers, obviously, because this is newer. Oh, they know. Dan says, fuck you guys, (laughs) and doesn't care if he spoils it for you film out of the
1: hat is like let's talk about the film
0: <laughs> drink my milk
1: drink my milk and we'll talk about it. now I'm not gonna I'm probably gonna butcher the names so I'm just gonna kind of go- call people Mr. Kim Mr. Kim's son Kevin the son, the daughter Sorry.
2: Kevin Jessica
1: well I could go Kiwoo Kim is the dad and stuff but I'm probably gonna no that's just no. There's a lot of fucking names that I just can't pronounce, so <laughs> I'm just going to simplify it a little bit. And
0: you've already offended some British people, so let's not offend Koreans no, we'll as well. it will be
1: the first time. So, Parasite, yeah, let's go through it. I've put, as always, my tagline is a tragic comedy in two parts. Yeah best way to describe it i guess no yeah um,
2: yeah come on it guys wake up in, yeah what's an
0: excellent
1: tag i bet their
2: gutter they didn't use yeah, that dan, that's correct poster. that's
0: such a good explanation of it oh my god <laughs> so, right.
1: a tragic comedy in two parts yes uh, you are right dan <laughs> so parasite starts off with a family living in the slums of a South Korean city. Our main character is Ki-woo Kim, which is the son of this. He's mainly the main character. I'd say the father. Kevin. Kevin is the main character. He doesn't get called Kevin yet, but yes, Kevin is the main character.
0: Only because I'm going to get lost.
1: Alongside his father called Mr. Kim, the mother, and they live with a sister as well, who's called Jessica later on in the film. So the family live in this they're called garden units but they're basically slums where they are at the start of the film they're tr- struggling to find a Wi-Fi signal
0: which is hilarious because it's just like the placement of their toilet I can't work it's out on a- if it was genius because yeah. it's a sem- do they call it a semi-basement yeah. is it a semi-basement so the basement yeah.
1: is in the basement yeah because
2: it's not entirely underground level the
0: window the was here. at like street level yes
1: that's right yeah, yeah
0: yeah so then their toilet was on like a little ledge I guess to save space
1: so a lot of the film we'll get into it later but a lot of the film is to do with undergrounds, basements, higher-up floors, and all that kind of stuff. It's Very symbolic film, this bloody thing, but we'll go through at the end, I guess. So the family live in these kind of slums. They are struggling to find a Wi-Fi signal at the start of it. They're watching men piss in the alley. They live in a fucking terrible place. It's bad. They're poor. We know this from the very start. Their job at the moment is crafting pizza boxes for this pizza company and during this time there's like I think it's a bug or it's a leaf blower gets blown into the into the actual apartment itself while they're doing <laughs> oh, it oh it's, yeah, it's um, a stink bug stink bug it's like That's
0: extermination isn't it yeah. yeah
1: fumigators there's bugs on the table that they're in and stuff they live in a shithole basically but the father is at this point still trying to he's kind of used to it at this point so he's still crafting these pizza boxes as this fucking bug spray <laughs> is coming into the house and everyone else is coughing and he's just like carrying on gotta make these pizza boxes they at the very start I kind of put a little note here saying they're kind of crafty already you kind of start to notice what type of family this is because you don't really know they sow the seeds a little bit with the girl with the pizza company where they're trying to already get a part-time job with her even though she says you've done a shit job with the boxes guys I'm gonna have to take 10% off your pay Yeah. but they already said oh you need someone oh you need to find a job oh a part-time job I can get a part-time job they're, they're very desperate to try and get jobs and stuff at this time i can't remember his name but there's a wealthy friend of kevin comes along on his bike and he's going to visit this family he's a university student he's well groomed he looks a lot different from the actual family themselves and he is going to visit them and he's brought them a little present mainly for Kevin,
0: can I just confirm how old we think oh, him and Kevin They're are? Korean
1: Asian people, I can never tell.
0: Like, I don't know how their university system <laughs> I'm works.
1: Twenty,
0: only because it's pertinent later.
1: Twenty-ish, maybe twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, I guess here you go eighteen to yeah. twenty-one, so somewhere in between that.
1: So this university student comes along to the Kim family, and he gives them this landscape stone. Mainly gives it to Kevin.
0: You mean the magic rock? That's why.
1: magic said. rock. <laughs> what the fuck is a magic Isn't rock? Isn't
0: it magic? Isn't that how they all get jobs? Because it's supposed to give them it's money. A oh, yeah, it's a
1: symbolic, yeah, symbol of wealth. Yeah, yes, the magic it's not
0: rock. Not a fucking magic rock, is it? They get the magic rock it's and then they all Neil get Green jobs. Film,
1: it's, not, it's not a pen. It's not magic rock, Penny. So one of the things actually kevin says when he pulls out this rock he even goes so metaphorical <laughs> like it's fourth wall breaking already like oh, so metaphorical so yeah this rock over time we'll talk about it It slowly becomes like this symbol and then it comes a what's the word a motif yeah. over time throughout the course of the film so kevin and this university student have a meeting together and he finds out that this university student has to leave and he has to give up his tutoring job for this family that he does or this uh, girl in this family called the uh, park family and he tells kevin why don't you take it you know you need the job and then kevin's like no i like i don't have qualifications how am i meant to do what you know you do essentially and he's just kind of like well just say you did stuff in the military for four years you took exams on english and stuff like that just you know and slowly but surely they start making photoshop stuff they start making documents to make him look legit. Are
0: we going to talk about why he wants Kevin to take the job?
1: Well, he says he <laughs> wants to go out with this girl or ask this girl out once she gets to university.
0: So how old is this kid that he's shooting? I
1: don't know. I'd I, like, I, like
0: <laughs> that was just a thing. I was like, she looks young and he very looks, young. Yeah. I'm like, like you said, like Koreans and Japanese people look younger, but I was like, she's like 15 and he's like 20 yeah. or something. It was kind of awkward. I don't, I don't know. I can't
1: really tell with Asian people really Did they... I've seen people that I thought look 40 and they apparently look 20 and stuff like... Oh, the other way around. Sorry. They look younger than... I think you do.
0: mean the other way around. Don't make it worse. <laughs> They look
1: younger than they normally do kind of thing. So I'm not sure. But yeah, this university guy, a uh, friend of Kevin, is kind of in love with this girl that he's tutoring. But he has to go away. When she eventually goes to uni, he's going to ask her out and stuff like this. So Kevin takes his place. He's going to get all these documents and he's going to visit the Park family so he goes to the house his sister of this very his sister
2: forges all the documents
1: forges all documents yeah photoshop she's on. got good art skills which will come in handy later kind of yeah. <laughs> later so we get to the Park house and now this real beautiful shiny bright
2: so yeah, pretty the house was amazing I couldn't stop thinking about it
1: A fun fact about the house the upstairs is CGI so when you see the outside of the house it's only the bottom floor that's there mm-hmm. it's, very, it's weird but yeah, yeah. hmm
0: that big focal That's real, window yeah. that they had, the big one. Yeah, that was so amazing. pretty. I mean, not the window.
1: They wanted but. to make it like as bright as possible, obviously, for reasons. Mm. So Kevin goes to the Park family. He meets, well, he meets Mrs. Park first, I believe, and then later Mr. Park. Well,
0: he meets the housekeeper. Housekeeper, yes. And then for some reason, Mrs. Park is like asleep <laughs> on a table outside. Slumped at a table. Like, I'm like, is she dead? Is she drunk? I thought she was drunk.
1: Yeah, she's sort of worn out, I guess. There's a very cool little thing at the this point, especially in that shot when you see her and it comes back a little later. I'm going to be really detail-y and stuff, but there's a lot of things to do with crossing the line in this film.
0: Yeah, he talks about that a lot, doesn't he, Mr. Park? When
1: you see Mrs. Park slopped on the table, there's a line between the maid and Mrs. Oh. Park and she wakes her up by going inside the line, so she like crosses the line of waking her up and shaking her. they just little things like that. Okay. Entire film, I'm going to be like this. He's
2: such a nerd, isn't he? Can you imagine? if we were talking about Scott Pilgrim and I was doing this I'd be criticised for
0: it it's just because he's seen it twice exactly
1: right? you pick up a lot of things when you see this film twice uh, like a lot even the third time I think I'll pick up a lot more so he goes to his interview this Park family they have the, the wife they have the uh, husband who's this entrepreneur very wealthy businessman obviously can afford a lovely house they have a daughter and three dogs and obviously the maid as well in this house and the son, and the son. And the son. The
0: little kid. and the son I forgot the son <laughs> little Darson. <laughs> That song, that's it, yeah. Was that what the subtitle said? <laughs> yes,
1: it was well done.
0: <laughs> He didn't get an English name, did he? He was just... No.
2: None of them did. No. None of the family did.
0: Baby Park. Yeah.
1: Baby Park. <laughs> so, Kevin goes for the interview, and he gets to meet the daughter. I think her name is... Mm-hmm. yeah. for the first kind of initial going into, like, because uh, she's unsure about this guy because it's got recommended by the old shooter. She's like, can I sit with you when you do the tutoring for the first time? So he sits with her and he grabs her hand. And he kind of does like a romantic thing but the mum kind of goes oh, while he's grabbing my daughter's hand and he's checking her pulse to see if she was nervous when answering a question and he's saying, shouldn't be nervous should do a different technique to so make him look professional. The thing about it is, as we all kind of know at this point, is that a lot of this is bullshitting. This family is the bullshit family. They are cons. <laughs> they are not legit people trying to do legit jobs. They are just trying to get their way into doing said job. And he gets the job because the mom is impressed with him. Any comments? It
2: was a bit weird the way he sort of grabbed her wrist.
1: Yeah. At this point they're trying to look for uh, something to help with the sun and because the sun does a lot of these art drawings and the mum is kind of thinking, oh, I need to see like a therapist about what he's drawing and shit like that. Kevin goes, well, I know an art therapist. Maybe you should give her a call. She's pretty good. And hey, Presto, the art therapist is actually Kevin's sister in disguise, obviously.
0: Although I can't believe she listened to him after he said, oh, is that a picture of a chimpanzee? And she's like, no, it's a self-portrait. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit awkward.
1: Mum's a little bit delusional, though. She's like, she thinks her son is a genius with the drawings and stuff. She's like, these are amazing. Like, he draws these amazing... Oh, shit. C- they are like that's the thing she's like he
0: can't even call in the lines he's crossing the lines Ooh.
1: i don't know if you're taking the piss or
0: not. no i'm trying to i'm trying to join in with the nerdery
1: okay
0: i'm bullshitting that i know stuff oh it
1: doesn't have to
2: be within the lines that's yeah. the joy of art it can be outside yeah. the lines i mean look at de he put a year in on its side All Right
0: now he's being nerdy me apparently
2: <laughs> cultured i think you'll find
0: all right, Van Gogh, keep going. In
1: order to help him with his art, the <laughs> mom, Mrs. Park, decides to interview Jessica, as she calls her, which is Kevin's sister.
0: I like, sorry, he obviously told a story that she was Jessica and she was in Chicago and she was his cousin, she went to school with his cousin. Yeah. And so she could remember they sang a little song.
2: That's right. Yeah. Can you remember the song?
0: No, it was in Korean. But it included the facts that she went to Chicago and she went to his cousin's school. Only child
2: as well.
1: So she's oh, yeah. impressed. I can't remember exactly what she does impress the mum here but I think she kind of goes into a lot of detail about like what he's drawing and what it represents and all this thing but she's all
0: squiggle in the corner yeah she's like isn't it she's like he's a psychopath he's a psychopath <laughs> the squiggles in the corner yeah so I need to help it, him
2: she said schizophrenia schizophrenia like, moments yeah. of schizophrenia not oh,
0: yeah. psychopath and then she's like oh, he draws a schizophrenic corner so he doesn't need art lessons he needs art therapy that'll be more money please ching
1: Jessica's now getting paid by this family now you're slowly starting to understand this point what's going on here and
0: You're like, oh, they're the parasite. Well. That's literally what my brain did. I'm not taking the piss. Well. Yeah, well, right now they are. So
1: at this point, Jessica gets a ride home with the driver that drives Mr. Park all around the place, and he's like this loyal young driver that he always talks about as a great driver and all that kind of stuff. And Jessica decides that she's gonna take her underwear off in the car. So that maybe someone else could get a job or get fired. This bit genuinely confused me initially.
0: She takes her knickers off to get her dad a job. Literally. Because I realised what she was doing, yeah. but I hadn't I hadn't worked out how she was going to get him the job. But I was like, oh, she's doing this to...
1: Yeah. I
2: wasn't quite there. What I, I initially went to was that he was like trying to flirt with her and she was like, no, not interested. And then she took her pants off and I was like, is she suddenly interested? Is this a gift? Oh no, she's trying to get I, th-
1: I think it was a, a case of she knew this guy was kind of flirty. So she thought by knowing he was kind of flirty, she thought she would play that to her advantage. It's, a lot of this film is just like seeing things and going, oh, maybe if I do this. That's why she did it on the spur of the moment. She was like, oh, this guy seems to be single at least least you know he might be fighting with other girls that may possibly go in this car so why not pretend like there was a girl in this car
2: no i'm not disagreeing with you yeah i'm with you no
1: so mr Uh, park ends up finding the um underwear one day in the car showing it to his wife and going the fuck is this
0: i like that she took
1: (laughs) it was in the bag put
0: the pants in an envelope and she takes the pants out of the envelope then she realises what they are. Then she goes and gets a glove. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same hand or the other hand. On the other hand,
1: it's the same hand.
0: And then she picks up the pants. And then they're talking about it later on. And she goes <gasps> and she puts the
1: she puts on her
0: panty glove hand in her face. <laughs> Maybe I've only noticed that because of corona. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're obviously disappointed. They feel like this is disrespectful that he was having sex. They're talking about sperm being in the car. That was so weird.
2: Sperm on his seat. Sperm on his seat.
1: (laughs) He did mention that he was like, they were getting suspicious and they're like, you know, normally this kind of thing suggests maybe drugs or meth or something. And they're like, oh my God.
0: I could see how... There's no earring. Yeah, you could lose an earring having sex in the car. But like, who would leave without their knickers? So she must have been... Exactly. Well, first when they were like, oh, I don't like, like... like I don't know about the condition she was in. I was like, do they think he murdered her? Like, because she was passed out. I thought but... that.
2: Did they think she was drunk and he yeah, was? But
0: yeah. No. Apparently, that's not what they thought, and I just went too far.
1: So Jessica, knowing that our plan has worked because she's listened to them uh, talk in the house and she's kind of hid behind a corner, she suggests. To Mrs. Park, that she has a other driver that she used to call Uncle, and this is really her father, of course.
0: I felt a bit bad for them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're poor, they need some money. They try, and then when I'm like, ah, now you're making other people lose their jobs. Not f- <laughs> I don't feel bad for you anymore.
1: So Mr. Kim is now the uh, ends up being the driver for Mr. Park, and I like the coffee in the car test, which is a great test to see if yeah. someone is smooth driver. Yeah, really good. Test. really, really, it's like oddly satisfying to watch. I don't know. Why-
0: did I what like. he was doing? I see now. I was reading. <sighs> the sub I was reading. What? I didn't I was too busy enthralled with the subtitles. I missed the whole I was like why is he just holding that coffee cup there? But I get it now.
1: Oh,
2: okay. The coffee cup was there when there was no dialogue Shh. and no text. <laughs> anyway, he was just bored of reading a book. <laughs>
1: So, um, obviously, the last. He, he kind of talks with Mr. Kim. He's like, Oh, I've been doing this for 30 years and I've, I've been on the road. I know these roads like the back of my hand, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know, this family is prime bullshit. We're getting to it. But obviously, the mum is left. She's got nothing to do there's only one job left but it is the hardest job the housekeeper who has been there before even the parks have been there it was a previous housekeeper from the previous owner and they decided to take her on as she knew the house very well so she knew everything about it we later
0: it. find out she must have She's been there more than four years.
1: She was there when it was the original owner yeah.
0: moved in
2: from yeah. France. The
1: original owner was an architect, so they actually yeah. built the lovely looking house and stuff like that.
0: It is mm.
2: a fucking lovely house.
1: <laughs> My next
0: moat is just like, oh, now we're poisoning the housekeeper. Fine.
2: Spoilers. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> I know Dan's getting to it, but like you know, they're hold like, your
1: horses, hold your horses.
0: Oh. Fuck you guys. Go. <laughs>
1: The housekeeper's previous work there, as I said, before the Park family lived there. In order to get her fired, the Kims find out that she has a bit of an allergy to peaches, of all things, and they are not allowed...
0: Spoilers, they poison her. Oh, Penny, I can't (laughs) believe
1: you spoiled it. So they come up with a plan to try get her to have an allergic reaction to the peaches while...
0: It's quite a good plan.
1: Can you imagine shaving a peach? (laughs) No, for fuck's sake Fucking weird
0: Spoilers Andy Alright
1: guys Come on Stop 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 Right so They do a thing at home as well Which I kind of found funny They're practicing their lines at home How they're gonna like Talk to <laughs> the parks and stuff And they're gonna be like No you gotta be more dramatic You know You gotta be like this The thing is It's a dark comedy But the comedy is like Really reserved for the first hour Of this film And that's where like All hmm. the kind of funny bits come in And then the dark side Is kind of towards the end and stuff But there's a lot of funny bits like that Where they're just practicing The lines at home yeah so they come up with this plan where mrs parks who's getting driven by uh, mr kim back home they're going to time it so when she walks in the door jessica like throws peaches skins on the maid or the housekeeper the fuzz peach fuzz peach fuzz that's it
0: i, mean, I guess yeah so nobody because you can't like just chuck a peach at her. <laughs> <don't you>? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that would be that would
1: be amazing chuck a peach at her
0: and you probably couldn't like hide it in her food easily. I just thought it was really and clever they that they like. The peach shaved a bit and then <laughs> sprinkle it on her. Yeah. So It's the name of my new band. Sprinkled peach. The thought of shaving the a peach of to band. me
2: is brilliant. I genuinely might try it. <laughs> Why? I don't know, it just seems fun. It's up there with waterboarding for me. Yeah.
0: Andy wants to be waterboarded, yeah. Jesus so Christ,
1: who knows? So they exploit her kind of allergy and stuff, and to add to this, she obviously comes home and she sees that the maid is coughing and stuff and wondering what's going on. She's coughing into a tissue, and the last kind of touching piece of this is that Mr. Kim- Yeah,
0: they're not fucking around. No,
1: Mr. Kim is going to go over to the bin and like pull out this tissue, but he's going to use some bit of hot sauce before uh, he actually pulls it out so she can see blood on top of it, so it makes her even more- holy shit, we got to get rid of her. Well, they've her. told Mrs Kim um, that
2: she's got active TB. TB, yeah. <laughs> tuberculosis.
0: It was very involved, wasn't it? They had to point, like give her a reaction with the peach fuzz. Then Mr. Kim had to follow her to the hospital, mm. like not be seen by her, take a selfie with her in the background, then tell Mrs. Parks that, oh, look, I was at the hospital and I saw her at the hospital when she was telling someone on the phone she had TB and then they have to poison her again at the right time to get her to cough up fake hot sauce blood so that she believes she's got TB. I can't work out whether I'm annoyed by that or impressed. It's fucking
1: genius. They're a smart family. Yeah. Like. Genius. Yeah. Mm. They're a smart con yeah. family. They know what they're doing. They're not idiots, but they're just, um, yeah, they're smart. That's the thing. And I the- wouldn't even say they're con artists, though. They're just
2: desperate people.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is that the Parks are gullible people as well, especially Mrs. Park. Mm. She's just like, they even say later on in the film, oh, they're so gullible, this family, and stuff like this. Mm. You, they'll believe anything we'll fucking say. Or even they're laughing at them going, ha ha ha, they're stupid. So because of this, there's a bit of a talk between Mr. Kim and Mrs. Parks where he, he's kind of like, she's really ill, you got a son here, I really don't think she should be here, you know, let her down gently, blah blah blah, just tell her to leave and stuff like that. And there's another scene again with the table and the line in the middle where she tells her to go, kind of similar scene to the start when she was slumped on the table. But now they got to try get mum To finally be the final missing puzzle in this, everyone getting a job and being part of this uh, rich family working for them and all this kind of stuff. So, Mr. Kim uh, has a business card and I can't remember the name of the business card. The, The The care care and he says oh this was the people that called me before you got hold of me they're really good they have a bunch of like drivers and professional services and they care for VIPs just like you sweet talking him that again this is another thing that just a quote that he says Mr. Parks during this time he says the housekeeper she, did, she was good but we had to get rid of her she didn't cross the line I hate it when people cross the line so even
0: also though- oh sorry I just I felt like everyone was a bit polite because they didn't say to the driver, you had sex with someone in my car, get out. They made up an excuse to let him go. And then they Sorry, I
2: think that's just their culture though. Yeah, Uh, they're Not particularly confrontational people.
0: Yeah, which is fair, but they kind of wouldn't have, if people weren't so polite and in that culture, because they obviously don't say that to her either. They get like, if they'd have gone to you, well, we heard you've got TB and (laughs) and she'd be like, I don't have TB. (laughs) Like you might've got away with it with the driver he could you know his word against yours but then she's like no actually i don't have tb then it all would have fallen apart so they're kind of lucky that everyone's too polite and like she tells her husband that the housekeeper left yeah rather than yes yeah so it's all like people not telling each other and not wanting confrontation and all that sort of they're
1: stuff. playing around with them at this point yeah like by the time they get to mr kim talking to mrs parks privately yeah not even telling the husband. Now they're just fucking playing around with them at this point. Mrs. Kim. She's get given the job and so the entire family is now hired in this house. Different jobs, different roles, different stuff. It's to such do.
2: a lovely house, you know.
1: It's a lovely house for the fifth time. It's a lovely house. Obviously you're starting to get a lot more income. There's a lot of different things here uh, where they were previously drinking like a cheap beer and now they're drinking Sapporo beer which is kind of like premium sorry beer, i had a question later on
0: would it really be that weird if they all were from the same family anyway like jenny's a teacher she does tutoring if you needed a tutor i'd recommend her like it's did they need to lie quite as much
1: i think it's less it would be very difficult to convince them that every single member of that family had that specific job yeah. in that family yeah, I suppose so, so, so and they would yeah. have
2: even more power over that family
1: as well yeah then they do already yeah yeah okay so they start Fair. getting income they can have pizza they're still living at the crappy place at the moment so at this point around about this film the Park family is deciding that they're gonna go on a camping trip for De Song's birthday weekend so they
0: because they always go out for his birthday because he has the worst <laughs> birthday <laughs> Oh, yeah. When they're at home. So they
1: take the opportunity to have the house vacated. The only person that the parks know that's in it is the housemaid, aka Mrs. Kim. So she's like getting things about how to feed the dogs and all the stuff you need to do and like make sure you, you do this, blah, 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 blah. And
0: she's a dick to one of the dogs, so she gets everything she deserves.
2: Yeah, it was the nice beagle, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Very.
2: So- <laughs> Ferry the Beagle.
0: I did like Fufu. Fufu? Little white fluffy one. The Pomeranian. Yeah.
2: I can't remember what the other one was. Neither breed nor name.
0: Nope. <laughs> Obviously was the worst of the
2: three dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's not my kind of dog. <laughs> I only remember Fufu because it annoyed
0: me. Oh, he was so fluffy. I
1: missed the important bit. So, sorry, before this, there's a bit where the sun, the sun, mm-hmm. he. Mm-hmm smells mr kim oh yeah and he then smells mrs kim aka the housemaid and he goes they smell the same yeah <laughs> And he, they're like what are you talking jessica about
0: jessica smells like that too jessica <laughs>
1: smells like it too and there's this bit of weird like hmm that was strange So they decide they're going to have to use different soap (laughs) so that they don't get caught, which I thought was hilarious.
0: Doesn't Kevin just... Isn't he like, we smell like our shitty house?
1: Well, we'll come to that later for metaphors. Oh. Ooh, metaphors. Mm -hmm. But they do decide, like, they're going to have to change up a bit. They're going to have to have different washing up and stuff. And
0: she's like, ugh, now I have to do four different loads of washing up. Four
1: different loads of washing up. (laughs) So they go on this camping trip, the parks, and they leave it with Mrs. Kim, the housemaid, and they just invite the whole family and they live in that house and they have the scene which i would say like the most significant in the whole film because this is the point where everything kind of changes is when they are sitting in the living room looking out at the rain or the thunder coming so let's break this down hang on a sec i've got they act rich yeah but they get so drunk and they eat so... Like, they don't even eat, like, luxury food. They eat, like, cheap food. It looks like sweets almost. But they get so fucking drunk and stuff like that.
0: Jessica eats dog treats because she has yeah, friends he's the dog, dog treats. treats. But also, I was a bit like, wouldn't they notice you drinking all that booze? Yeah. Like, if you were smart about it... I mean, they're not smart about anything. But they were drinking so much booze.
1: They had a storage down in the basement. I don't think they even know how oh, much okay. food. There's, again, they're so gullible, they don't even know what they have yeah. at times. That's the thing. At this point, Kevin says that... He's in love with the daughter. The child. And he said, when she goes to uni, I'm going to ask her out. Bros Which
2: before hose, More douchebag. That's weird
1: it's kind of like an arranged marriage I think what it is like not like an arranged marriage but arranged dates well that's
0: what his friend wanted to ask her out he was basically like when she's old well, enough well this is
1: the thing we'll go back to the rock the magic rock the magic stone represents that university student that's his kind of like this is part of him His grounding that's what it is huh? he's leaving the responsibility to Kevin aka giving him the stone of yeah. being the tutor now he's just become he's starting to become like that guy now okay I'm going to ask her out when she's saying the same thing he said yeah. as well so this would make them family that make the whole family in-laws and blah 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 and they're like i
0: was like that is never gonna work yeah
1: that won't work
0: and he's like we'll hire actors to be my mom and dad i'm yeah. like this is too much effort yeah. like just yeah. stop
1: yeah if i had money i would be nice too pushes the dog out of the yeah. way the mom.
2: <laughs> oh poor Barry. <laughs>
1: So they spend an evening drinking and eating and making a mess of the place and the lightning hits and as soon as the lightning hits that's when this movie takes a deep dark turn. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun we get kind of a little bit of scene where it's kind of important I'll quickly jump over it but where Mrs. Kim says to Mr. Kim about cockroaches and how Mm -hmm. when he
0: doesn't like that does he when the
1: light is shining on them they scatter away and then he gets I'm really getting tired of this shit and grabs her
0: she calls him a cockroach doesn't she
1: think about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. scattering away like come on and he's kind of like yeah I'm just joking Uh, (laughs) whatever you thought this was real he
0: looks like he's about to deck her yeah and then he's like, yeah, I'm joking.
1: And then the doorbell rings. Ding dong. And they all got a bit cockroachy. <laughs> <laughs> so at the door is the old housekeeper. And she looks fucking drenched and miserable. And it looked like she'd been punched in the face. We been all don't ever
0: say. find out why, do we? I
1: thought she was wearing a mask yeah me too it's kind of visual I guess just to make her look scary when she's like staring in the camera because eventually stuff,
0: someone's like what happened to your face and she's like I'll tell you later I think that's addressed though
2: I think we work out why that is I don't think she had any bruising when she first turned up
1: yeah mm. Okay. Maybe self harm. On her face. She loved that family. I thought it was self harm, but she was like so upset that she got. F- oh, no. It's the allergy, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. She's all puffy. It's from the allergy. The yeah. Of course I it is. I didn't think of that. But there's no
1: markings. It's just her face. It's just puffy. Yeah. She gets to the door and she's kind of like, I, I need to go into the basement. There's something I need to get. And she's kind of staring. She's not lying. She's talking to the new housekeeper now, the one that replaced her. And Mrs. Kim's kind of like trying to get her family away from the door. She's like, oh, shit. The housekeeper's here. And she lets her in. And she's like, okay, just get what you need to get and leave. And I always love, again, I'm going to be nerdy, the dark door of the basement in the kitchen is always in the background. Mm. It's never really, like, talked about where no one goes in there. Because it
0: also doesn't really look like a door. It looks like a, yeah. a, a hole. It's just a stairway. Yeah.
1: It's so pitch black that it just adds that kind of like Mm. what's in the basement kind of thing.
0: Because didn't the housekeeper, wasn't she like, don't you want to come with me?
1: Yes. Which
0: now I know what's in the basement. That's kind of weird.
2: Also, I think thematically, every time you see that basement sort of archway down the stairs up until that point it's backlit. That too. There's lights on. At this point, there is no light.
0: Because also I don't think we found this out yet about the kid's birthday. No, no, yeah. The, the, so they don't. They don't.
1: That's later when do, they up, decide then? they're going to have a birthday party. Yeah, or something. on fire. So Miss Kim lets the old housekeeper in. She goes downstairs. She waits for her. the family. Are like, why is she taking so long? They said, "Mom, go down, check it out. What's happening?" The housekeeper is trying to push a bookshelf or it's a shelf I'm not sure the bookshelf but she's trying to like our legs are on one side of the wall <laughs> it's kind of funny I did laugh at this <laughs> she's trying to push it she's
0: Tom Cruise in it
1: and she's like can you give me a hand so Mrs. Kim yeah. kind of helps her out and she realises there's something stuck underneath she pulls it out and bang housekeeper goes flying on the ground <laughs> she gets walloped
2: that's when she fucks up her face
1: uh, well even more yeah, yeah. Okay. and then uh, there's this door that's behind the shelf And the housekeeper goes in, this real dramatic scene where Mrs. Kim is following her.
0: There's so many corridors.
1: It's so great. I love it. It's amazing. Like, they go into this basement and we find...
0: Secret guy in the basement. There's
1: a guy in the basement, guys. (sighs) What a twist. There's a guy living in the basement.
0: Secret guy.
1: Secret guy.
0: Turns out to be... That was just my note. Secret guy in the basement. (laughs) Turns out (laughs)
1: that this guy is the husband of the housekeeper. And he's been here for four years underground while...
0: Was it like four years, 13 days and... Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it was whenever they moved in.
0: Yeah, it was... She moved him in in between the parks moving in.
1: So... The, she's pretty fucking crazy she's, uh, she's been feeding him and keeping him kind of safe while he's been under underneath while the parks have been there
0: oh yeah because no one's been feeding them have they did she say how long she's been away a
1: week he's eaten a banana at this point so yeah. um,
2: the way he eats that banana is one of the creepiest things I've yeah. ever seen yeah it's fucking horrible he's
1: obviously got you know he's mentally like something wrong with him as well, well. he's been
0: locked in a basement for four yeah, years yeah I know, I know but, it's like solitary confinement isn't yeah. it yeah
1: yep and we We'd learn a couple of things but before we get to that the rest of the family all tried <laughs>
0: slip dance they sneak
1: downstairs and then accidentally <laughs> fall
0: somebody just meant they're standing there for ages and then somebody just manages to slip right? <laughs> <laughs> and then and they just like tumble down
1: they tumble down and then the housekeeper goes what the fuck is this oh wait a minute i recognize you you're the driver you're Jessica and then one of them says mom wait a minute mom what's she oh my god and
0: she gets her phone out doesn't she
1: gets her phone out and goes stand back bitches or something get the fuck away bitches
0: when they're rolling around on the floor (laughs) Kevin's like dad and he's like don't call me dad and then she's filmed it and it's like shit now she's got I
1: love that bit as well where he kind of goes there's surely no phone signal in the basement he's like "Now I can get phone signal it's just like in uh, the old house when there's like stuck on the ground so she has now got them at ransom with a video clip so she's like holding the phone like a gun to them and she's like stand back <laughs> I'll send it they've got their hands up I'll press it <laughs> got their hands up as well Yeah,
0: because she's like calling them scumbags yeah. and stuff I'm like she's yeah. just it's power bad.
1: it's the power of yeah. the rich like I'm in control now as soon as she knows she's in control she turns it like they would when Parks mm. left they got drunk but and it's also started being desperation as well you know drunk and disordered they are
2: though. both desperate people yeah.
1: yeah she wants her job I've for got
2: her. a note that says I can't go over how
1: nice mm. the house is <laughs> for fuck's sake um, she even says the old housekeeper is like you're just like me and then yeah. she, Mrs Kim yeah. goes I'm not like you she is like but yeah. you are
0: well, when they do that thing at the beginning the housekeeper calls her sis, sis. Yeah. And she's like don't, call, yeah, me don't sis. call me sis and then when she's got the phone she's like oh sis she's like don't call me sis you fucking bitch <laughs> like it all swaps over
1: so they have the family held with their hands up in the living room <laughs> the housekeeper gives a North Korean speech like a newscaster <laughs> at this point the family rush them <laughs> in the most Englishy way. Yep. The Russian bum rush the sofa.
0: This is possibly my favourite bit of the film. Is in this attack. <laughs>
1: the rest of the Kim family just absolutely they run at them. Jessica, I think, goes to grab a peach and she just shoves. I was like, the why peach. is she
0: coming to the fridge? And she grabs a bag of peaches and just starts rubbing them all over.
2: <laughs> it's so good. I laugh so much. Had you not? Were you not there ahead of time? No,
0: I wasn't. The second was like, she
1: went towards the fridge, I was like, peaches. No,
0: I had no idea, and then I've just written haha! Ha, attacks her with peaches.
1: <laughs> so the kim family managed to get the upper hand on them and they end up taking them to the secret bunker but the phone rings at this point now during this time the thunder has developed into heavy rain it's fucking pissing down and of course you can't really camp in the rain so this phone call is going to be a bit awkward when she picks it up and mrs kim goes hi and mrs park goes can you get some ramen going or boil the water it should be done by the time we get there and they're like what about the camping oh the weather is terrible we're going to have to come back we should be there in a few minutes no
0: gazebos no gazebos that's a
1: reference no one will get mm. So the camping trip is cancelled due to the rain and i will be home in eight minutes so everyone this scrambles is great because to,
0: this is me tidying up when my parents go away for the weekend
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the <laughs> yeah, meaning I'm I, I thought I would I'm just like, be like yeah, oh, when are
0: you when are you guys leaving when are you coming home and then I'm like right quick <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah so they try to clean up mess as much as possible there's also a diary that Kevin that took yeah. out from the daughter so he could read it to everyone and be the dick about so it so we
0: could get to know Sprite. each other better get to know each other. Mm-hmm. No.
1: they keep the other two in the basement and they manage to do a good enough job but the rest of the family has to hide at this point because by the time they get everything ready they're pretty much in different locations I think Jessica's underneath the table at this point it's
2: a really lovely table
0: Jessica and Mr. Kim are under the table yes and Kevin's under bed, bed. I mean, Mr.
2: Kim is actually in the basement,
0: and then Mrs. Kim is cooking in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, and then he comes back up and hides under the table.
1: So Mr. Kim is trying to move the body of the housekeeper, and he accidentally lets go of her at the top of the stairs into the basement, and no. boom! No. It's her head No Yeah it does
0: No that's not what happens Because she's like Passed out And he leaves But she starts coming up the stairs And Into the kitchen And Mrs. Kim As she walks past the basement She sees her And she kicks her down the stairs Oh yes Sorry. So Mrs. Park doesn't see her She's literally just walking past And just brutally Just kicks her And she falls down the stairs And then she hits her head Yeah and the
2: thuds she makes Is yeah.
0: dense. Like she doesn't even flinch She's just like poof, Nice She's kicked down the stairs <laughs> It
2: was quite impressive though
1: Yeah. (laughs) So she's severely wounded. I think at this point, the husband is kind of tied up to one of the bars in the basement as well, so he can't get out. And he's got a gag on him as well. Mm -hmm. So the housekeeper and the husband are locked in the bunker. And at this point, Kevin is trying to... Well, at one point, the dog gets underneath the bed... And the dogs... Dogs
0: always know what's up.
1: dog sees Kevin. um, He manages to escape, but when he gets down to the living room, he realizes he has to go underneath the table, and look, it's his sister and his dad underneath (laughs) the table there as well. It's a
0: really nice table. It is. I've put, ha ha, they're stuck under the table, I hope no one has to pee.
1: No, something worse is going to happen, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) During this time, though, uh, very importantly, the... Ramen gets made, and the wife, Mrs. Parks, decides to eat it. And she describes a ghost story that happened to her child, her son. And this is fucking terrifying, this bit. Like, it scared the living bejeebus of me. One night, when the son was young, uh, on his birthday, he went to go to get some cake that was left in the fridge in the middle of the night. And
0: we've all been there.
1: When he was eating the cake, he looked where the basement door is. And he saw a ghost, and now we know what that ghost was. It was
0: creepy basement man,
1: Mister Husband Eating Banana Man, (laughs) as we call (laughs) him. Banana Man, Banana Man
0: because well, he like appears like over the yeah. yeah but also we find out about his weird morse code yeah yeah.
1: he uh, has been an unknowing to Mr. Kim or any of the family anyone been turning on the lights as he comes in through the house which I felt fucking yeah. brilliant <laughs> so
0: yeah cute. he's like the motion sensor <laughs> motion
1: sensor I couldn't
0: quite work out how he knew where Mr. Park was could hear it, yeah. boom, boom, just hear it
1: just hear it and then He's, he's just, developed over the years to sense of hearing. He's got point. like
0: a little Mr. Park shrine, doesn't he? He yeah. loves he him. He loves him.
1: He gives us food. Mr. Park, respect. <laughs> he gives us food, respect. electricity. He is my keeper. All this kind of stuff. And Mr. Kim is looking at it thinking, that's fucking weird, mate. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> he sends a Morse code to thank him for food and the house and all that kind of stuff. But Mr. Park obviously doesn't notice that someone below him is working hard And he's just walking on by, making (laughs) the money. Metaphors. So we get the ghost story. And then the son decides he's going to go camping in the backyard with his tent. And the
0: husband... That thing would have been soaked. Yeah, it would have been.
1: But it's from the USA. Don't worry. It's luxury. Yeah, that was weird.
0: (laughs) She (laughs) liked to point out about... Because she pointed out that she got the um, Indian arrows from the USA as well, didn't she? That's how they
2: sold all of the family members is by referencing...
0: Yeah, because she was like, oh, if it's from the US, it must be good.
1: It's also important in the ending scene, if you remember the child's birthday, because there's a certain degree of cowboys and Indians. Mm Mm-hmm. So Mr. and Mrs. Park decide to sit on the sofa and obviously underneath the table is Mr. Kim, Jessica and Kevin. They're still stuck under there. At this point, Kevin is still texting the daughter. She's like right next to him, but he's like, I'm sure it'll be fine, go away. She's blah.
0: like, I wish you were here. And he's like, I'm with I'm you. I'm with someone. you, really. <laughs> it's so weird.
1: Yeah, it gets a bit weird. And then
0: it gets weirder.
1: And then it gets weirder. So the son goes out to the tent and he's now going to have a little camp camp by himself in the tent out the back in the garden so the parents decide to stay on the sofa and in comes the tit rub scene
0: (laughs) it's so weird it's such a weird he's not even groping her boob he's literally rubbing her nipple and then she's like go clockwise
1: (laughs) yeah well it gets weirder so before that they mentioned smell again so
0: Oh, yeah. He smells like an old radish.
1: They kind of sit on the couch and they go, Do you smell that? What? I kind don't of smell thing
0: I thought someone farted. I'm not going <laughs> to laugh. That would have been amazing. I was like, Oh my God, one of them was farted and now they could smell it. If he went,
2: it. Do you smell that? And she went, Nope. And he said, You will. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been gold. Give it a sec. he starts doing this. He <laughs> starts waving it into her. air into her face.
0: I just forgot about how Mr. Kim smells. Oh, I didn't realise he smelled that strongly. I just thought because like the kid...
1: Metaphors. Yeah. So they're sitting on the couch and he's describing the smell as it smells like Mr. Kim's smell. You know when you boil a rag, that kind of smell. No. He then talks about, he seems like he's always about to cross the line, but he doesn't either. But that smell crosses the line you smell it on the subway and then she goes i've never taken i was taking a subway <laughs> in ages, in ages. Which, yeah so the nipple rub clockwise scene happens yeah, and yeah, yeah. a bit of funny time with fingers and stuff
0: Awkward. they
1: get off to pour things like buy me drugs
0: <laughs> oh because he meant he's like have you still got the panties that we found in the driver's car because if you wore those that would make me really hard so then she's like well buy me drugs i'm like is this a weird buy
2: me drugs drugs." poverty fetish thing
0: like instead of being like call me a whore like buy me drugs (laughs) yeah it's so
1: good though. <laughs> Call me a peasant. So that's all happening while the other three guys are underneath the table and they're just kind of sat there and they're there for... Imagine
0: m- if one of them got a boner, that would be even more I
1: didn't be. check. Uh,
2: <laughs> I didn't think about it, but it's nice that you're here to lower the tone. Always.
1: So, in the dead of night, everyone's asleep and they're going to sneak out. Everyone underneath the table, they're going to get out of here. Heaven and Jessica manage to get down the stairs that's near the living room. Mr. Kim, unfortunately... It's about halfway and he has to stop because the walkie talkie of the child for Mr. Park is going off. And then Mr. Park wakes up and Mr. Kim is lying straight flat on the floor. <laughs> and if he looks to his left, he will see a man just lying, <laughs> lying on the floor on his bare feet. How
2: did they not notice him? I don't understand. It's, it's
0: dark. And the kid's going emergency, so... Yeah, but he's
2: also got a torch shining through the window. You would see someone's bare feet. I mean, I know it's an amazing house and table, <laughs> however... It's
1: out of his peripheral vision. I still fucking
2: notice.
1: I don't know, but he um, managed to get away with it, and then they all escape. Obviously, the housekeeper stays, because she's obviously at needs to stay, and everyone else goes... They go down into the slums, down deeper, down, 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 down. Going and it down. is
0: raining. It's
1: raining man. Hallelujah. They escape. Go down to the slums of home. This is where Mr. Kim says, "I have a plan. Don't worry, I've got a plan. We'll sort this out. Let's just go home. Mm. Sort this out." They get home. Everything is fucking drenched. There's a flood. Sewage water. There's yeah. the toilet is going it's off lovely. like fucking crazy. There's a great bit where the housekeeper is waking up and she pukes into the toilet in the bed basement underneath the parks and then the next shot is a shit coming out of the toilet yeah. in mm-hmm. the kim's house and this is where kevin finds the stone which is stop ne-
0: carrying the rock around for fuck's sake Well, he
1: wasn't that was the thing when he didn't carry around look what happened so all went to shit right so this is again it's just like symbolizing
0: yeah I guess.
1: his kind of trying to become successful and now it's just him picking it up going oh fuck what's happened now because
0: it got so bad that flood they could have drowned in there there was not a lot of room left when it was up to their like, shoulders yeah and i was just like leave the fucking rock behind i was just like your house is flooding leave the i know it's metaphorical but leave the fucking <laughs> you don't like metaphors
1: do you she um, only
2: likes gore doesn't like style and likes blood and magic rocks doesn't
1: like good writing <laughs> So uh, as well as this, the guy underneath the the banana man—I don't know what we call him—but the husband that's downstairs basement basement man. basement man sees that his wife is now like head blood coming out. She's like, "I'm really yeah. dizzy."
0: Oh, because she helps him escape. She rips the gaffer tape. She rips off the gaffer tape. Yeah. Teeth. Yeah but she is not well yeah,
1: concussed. So he decides to move over to the light switch with his kind of hand still tied and just bash his fucking head against the light switch to use Morse code, which the yeah. child sees out of his tents. And the Morse code, we just see him writing it down because he used to be in the scouts. So you're writing down... H and then L P so we're thinking help me
0: it's H O L P is it H O I thought it said yeah it did yeah I think he got one wrong oh bless him (laughs) help me help (laughs) me but you get the yeah, gist so he's, he's fine
1: desperately bashing his head against lights which trying to say help me the rest of the Kim family are now in a shelter with a bunch of other people they're sat with everyone who's kind of in their I guess demographic of their poverty line and stuff but this is where Mr. Kim is kind of I give up I've done yeah
0: he's like I don't have a plan he
1: says to Kevin you know what kind of plan never fails no plan if you don't make a plan life works out better if anything goes wrong it's not your fault
2: genuinely sage advice I never plan for anything
1: but that was his downfall is he said he had a plan but he didn't really have one he was just going along with it the
2: plans they had didn't work anyway so that is true don't make a plan you can't be disappointed when it doesn't work
1: yes it's a cynical outlook but it works kevin is holding the stone and he's hugging it and his father is saying why are you holding the stone and he's like i feel like it's clinging to me i feel like doesn't want to let me go which is kind of like he wants to have that dream of being successful like that's his like symbolism of being like the top of the food chain being yeah. rich and successful more kind of stuff he wants to have that dream more than his father does because his father's just given up on everything so there's like a birthday party celebration now for the kid and they all have to go back to jobs mr kim at this point is just fucking pissed off that he has to work for these people
0: he's such a grumpy he's boss fucking pissed.
1: <laughs> he does not want to be there none i don't think i mean he's the most pissed but like even the housemaid is a bit like, oh great you want me to plan a birthday party get the fucking tables out great alright fine yeah.
2: it's understandable though I mean he has to uh, Mrs. Parks take some shopping Yeah. And whilst he's driving she's saying oh you know the weather was shit but it's dry now and the rain has made the grass look really good And
1: which is ironic because it made it really bad for them yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and really good, <laughs> really for, good them. for them lemons
2: from lemonade I think that is what triggers him to be upset about the
1: sun it. is shining
0: and she's talking to all her fancy friends she's like no presents just come and have hors d'oeuvres. the easy life yeah. Yeah. she
1: has the easy life he's just gone through shit yeah. and he's just like we all would I guess but yeah so she also does the smell thing yeah. in the car yeah. she's like uh, mm, open the window mm, I smell Mr. Kim but then this
0: time I was like smell. well he smells like other people's clothes that he got from the gym so I was like, I don't surprised. think that's the point they're
2: getting at with this metaphor pen.
0: I know that but I was like oh at least poor yeah. yeah oh I got that one he
1: smells like people in the subway
0: I know I got that oh. one but I was like at least this time he's got a reason to be smelly
1: so they dress up <laughs> They dress up Mr. Kim and Mr. Park in kind of... Native American. Native Americans. So they're going to throw like a a celebration where they're going to have like an act where these two are going to come out like with uh, bone arrows and stuff. And they're going to save Jessica who has the cake and blah, 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 blah. Mr. Park is saying to Mr. Kim, don't worry. You're going to get paid extra for this. Think of this as part of your job.
0: Yeah. He's like, fucking smile. (laughs) Smiley. That's how I took it. He's like, I'm paying you fucking extra. This is part of your job.
1: It's not really though,
0: is it? it's not part of a job it is if you're getting paid over he's a
1: driver
2: he shouldn't have to be fucking packing bags and then dressing up I as a twat own you now. to be nah. a fucking Native American for some prick kids because that's what they think he deserves I'm fucking with him
1: Kevin goes to the basement with the stone he asks the daughter that am I like these people do you think I'll fit in here and she's like no yeah she nods, yes.
0: he's not is
1: he so he goes he needs to do something so he takes the Stone to the basement, and he drops the stone. Everyone's dropping fucking slippers. I don't know why he had to take it to the basement. Why? So he could. What do you mean? We, you know exactly why he's taking it to the basement. Deal the
0: damage. Get
2: rid of the problem.
0: Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Just pen.
2: Was this film too like theoretical for
0: you? (laughs) I liked it. I just had a problem with him carrying a fucking giant metaphorical magic. No, it was record. a real stone. Don't think
1: of it as a metaphor. I can't all the time. believe
2: you can believe like a fucking cube that gives you powers in a Neil Breen film. But this is bullshit. I didn't that say it was bullshit.
0: I just I got the metaphor. I just picked holes in it.
1: So he's taking the stone to the basement it gets caught by the maid's husband kevin and kevin gets
0: fucked up
1: with the stone straight yeah. to the head as he tries to escape from the basement mm-hmm. realizing that uh, mr basement man is free oh i
0: just wrote oh this isn't going to end well
1: no <laughs> this is not going <laughs> to end well mr basement man is free he's now roaming around the house and the birthday party
0: he's fucking nuts yeah. isn't he he's
1: got blood on his face it's a big disgrace his wife's dead <laughs> his wife's dead he's fucking <laughs> nice. angry he runs into this birthday party while all this, the cake comes out with Jessica and everyone's clapping and stuff and he fucking stabs Jessica straight in the chest
2: but she pies him she hits him in the face with a cake
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does
2: pie <laughs> get your own back <laughs> <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips be
0: proud <laughs> This kid's never going to want to have a birthday ever again.
1: (laughs) Jessica gets stabbed. Now the mum is being attacked. She's trying to save Jessica. Oh, fuck. Everyone's screaming at this point. The important thing is that all the rich people are trying to get out of there (laughs) and leave the poor people, technically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he's shouting for Chung Suk, isn't he? He's shouting for yep. the mum. Yeah, that's yep. who he's after.
1: So Mr. Park as well at this point is like the keys. The keys. Give me the keys to Mr. Yeah. Because
0: I guess it's not drive me away, is it? It's like give me the keys so I I'm can get out away. of here.
1: Yeah. The reason they want the keys is
2: because after Jessica collapses after she's been stabbed the kid sees the ghost and collapses and has a fit oh he has a seizure and they're like we need to get to the hospital earlier on yeah Yeah.
1: but also they didn't give a shit because every rich person ran out of there yeah nobody helped yeah nobody helped them Mr. Kim throws the keys doesn't go doesn't go far lands near the uh, basement guy he goes to pick up the keys and he does the smell oh hmm Something smells and Kim sees this and goes, you fucker, that's what you think of me. You fucking (laughs) stabs. So, Mr. Kim stabs Mr. Park in the chest and Mr. Kim has gone into a bit of a trance and he's like, uh oh, what have I done? And he runs away. Like a
0: cockroach. In the
1: light. So, this is the ending. Mr. Kim is nowhere. No one knows where he is. He left that party. No one saw, no witnesses, no nothing. At the same time, Kevin wakes up in a hospital, where he's been in a coma for weeks.
0: He was lucky. I thought he was. That
1: fucked. Yeah. 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 He got hit twice. Twice, because yeah. he
0: throws the rock at him, doesn't he? When he's running out, and, and then, then later he on, he just drops, drops it. Drops it. Yeah.
1: Him. He finds out their sister's sister has died, and that's he and Mrs. Kim are sentenced to probation
0: because it was just forgery trespass. Trespassing.
1: trespassing. But they didn't do any murder. Yeah. Because obviously Mr. Kim's yeah. not. So there's no sign of Mr. Kim, even though the police have been searching for him. The house gets sold because who wants to live in a house where someone got murdered?
0: Andy. Trent
1: Reznor. At this point, Kevin he leaves a rock in the river.
0: Yep, he's like I'm done with you.
1: And he observes the house from a distance just to see if anything's going on, or if maybe some of the lights are flickering. He gets there with binoculars and sees that the lights are flashing. Oh, no. Who's in the house? Because
0: Kevin was also a Cub Scout.
1: He now works out the Morse code for it.
0: It says, Holp me.
1: Hope It's fuck son. So, yeah, son keeps going back uh, to the house for the Morse code check on dad. We find out that Kim didn't run away. He, in fact... Went to the one place They wouldn't look for Underneath the fucking house
0: Because no one else knows That the basement is there Exactly
1: They start writing letters To one another
0: Do we notice what he's eating While he's hanging out in the basement
1: Tuna out of a can
0: Tuna in a can
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake
2: How does he get the letter Back to Mr. Kim
1: I would assume that when no one's in the house, he would put it into a mailbox or something that's outside the house that gets collected or something. I don't
0: know. How did he get the letter to Kevin? Was it all in Morse code? It was all in long. Morse code?
1: It was a fucking long man. Yeah, it was really long.
0: <laughs> Could have done with like, I'm okay. I'm alive. I'm yeah. here. Laters.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Mr. Kim is controlling the lights from inside the bunker. He's now become the basement man where he's now living, sneaking food upstairs from the new owners. The son, Kevin, still living in the slums, writes a letter and says, Dad, today I made a plan, a fundamental plan. This is when he leaves the stone in the water. When I have the money, I'll buy the house. The sun will be shining with me and mom in the back. All you have to do is walk up those stairs and come out. We see a shot of Mr. Kim coming out of the basement. We don't know how long, it looks like it's maybe a couple of years later. He goes out to the back of the yard, sees his son, and they have a hug and a quiet moment. We think that's the ending, but until then, he says, There's a shot of him in the slum still. Until then, take care. I'll see you then. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Parasite. Penny, what do you think of the film?
0: Yeah, I liked it. Even though I didn't like the stupid rock and its stupid metaphor, I really liked it. Jesus Christ. What?
1: Do you not like... Sometimes like,
2: he really stressed me out. I
0: liked it. What? Well, what do you
1: want? Do you not like metaphors.
2: Do you just want things to tell you the story instead of having to yeah. think about it? <laughs> That's my immediate
0: thought. So I took the rock a little less metaphorically, all right? Sorry. It's fine. I'm used to having serial killers spoon fed to me on a plate. I can't. It's hard to switch.
1: What do you think of the film?
0: Yeah, I liked it. What's we getting now? Fuck you guys. You liked it. I did like it. Yeah, I really liked it. I was waiting for a twist. The twist was not, I don't know what I thought it was. I was like, because it was so long. I was like, okay, so they're in now. That What's what's the twist? Yeah, um, what's going to happen next? And it, it wasn't worry. what I, yeah. yeah, it wasn't what I expected, but I don't know specifically what I expected. So that was good. I liked it. Score? oh the only other thing i did i did have to stop part way through because i had to eat but it was one of those two hour films that felt like two hours i'm not saying it needed to be shorter but there was a bit where i'm like oh no it could have been a bit snappier but you know sometimes you'll watch a film and you're like it'll feel really long and it isn't or the other way yeah. around could have done what was it two hours, two hours and,
1: 15 Two and yeah. ten? two hours exactly Yeah, you're two
0: and 15 so i was like i could have done with a little bit less i guess but yeah eight out of ten did enjoy. Better score than drive. Way.
1: Andy, what do you think of Phil?
2: This probably <laughs> won't surprise you. I really enjoyed it. I thought you would. It was clever. It was really well written. It looked incredible. It looked as about incredible as that house.
1: We stopped talking about the fucking house, man. That's all you've talked about <laughs> for the last fucking hour.
2: I liked the metaphors because I'm not a fucking... Philistine, and it was, yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. I also thought it felt shorter than two hours. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> yeah,
2: I really liked it. I don't
0: know if that's because I had to stop. I did like an hour and then I did the rest of it. Why?
2: Well, but also did the same. Oh. But I really enjoyed it. Even though I split it into two parts, it felt quick. Yeah, really good. I'm going to give it a nine. Ooh. oh, it
1: gets a nine. This is a new high score, guys. Almost seven. Um, I f- fucking love this film. This is honestly. I think it's probably my favourite, like, foreign film of all time. I've seen a lot of foreign films from Japan and it's stuff. It's not
0: Battle Royale, so I can't agree with you on that It's better
1: than The Raid, though, so it's kind of above mine. Okay, I mean, they're the worst comparisons ever, but, like... <laughs> Jesus. Don't worry, guys, I watch real movies. Um, so- they
0: are real movies! <laughs>
1: yeah the raid you can't compare the fucking raid to this film this okay so I agree with you I'm
2: just saying with my limited knowledge of foreign films this goes above everything else
1: yeah fuck
2: Uh, me alright anyway can't move on (laughs)
1: Jesus (laughs) I think Parasite is absolute fucking masterpiece of a film I think not only does it Talk about something that not even like Western films talk about a lot, which is class. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a film that talks about like class. Not only is this genuinely funny in the first half, especially, like it is a really funny fucking film at times, but it's like yeah. it's dark comedy, it's not like laugh out loud all the time, it's just one of those things like that's a funny kind of reference. But not only that, it manages to put in comedy, darkness a fucking twist at the end and then another kind of twist at the end of that and then coupled together this weird story of this family trying to come in and I think the fucking acting is Mm -hmm. great I think the fucking everything about it like I can't pick one thing I love the story I think it's fantastically written I don't find any problems with the story at all and I know it's very metaphorical at times and that's a thing in this film because I mean it's trying to talk about a lot of different fucking issues at the same time so you know I think the director is very heavy into like environment change and all that kind of stuff and all sorts. But
2: it was pretty Yeah, I think I think the visuals
1: So good. Without
2: even talking about the house just the way that they played against each other was really
1: interesting. It's because the fact you go from like such a bright fucking house of the... That's with the big...
0: It's not even a window, is it? It's like a wall of glass. And then they've got these tiny little windows that see onto street level.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've you've got the entirely open plan house with the big garden and then you've got the cramped, tiny little basement flat that they're in and the banana men are in as well.
1: I love a lot of things about this film and I can't really fault it. And I can't give it a less score than this, so I'm gonna give it a ten. Ooh. It's just yep. too good.
2: I can absolutely understand why I got with the plaudits it did. I was yeah. kind of skeptical about it because it was just scooping everything so up, hyped. and for some reason I assumed it was a horror beforehand. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> poster i don't know it has got a bit of a horror poster yeah i
0: knew there was going to be a twist so i was expecting it maybe to be a horror twist but that's my brain so i assumed that's why i thought there would be one
2: but some of the subjects it touches on it does in like a delicate Mm. way but with enough heft and weight to give importance to
1: it and i would generally say this is a great film to watch the second time around yeah Yeah, i would watch it again because you notice i noticed so much in the very first scene that is Parasite. Is that our new top film? Yeah. What do we give your name? I give it a 10. 10.
0: I gave it an 8. I think I gave
1: it a 3. No, no, you didn't.
0: You liked it more than that. I think I gave it an 8. Yeah.
1: But this is higher. This is 27. Hey, let's pull out the film for next week. Let's hope it can live up to this one. one. Please, please, for the love of God, please. <laughs> Andy, (laughs) fuck you. The next time you say, oh, I don't pick wrong films and I don't, I pick great films.
0: Animals United.
1: Next week, Uh we are watching another great choice by Andy, Birdemic. Sorry, what? (laughs) A sexy lingerie model and a successful software salesman go on a weekend getaway to acquaint northern california town that is the worst fucking synopsis for this it's film it's about
0: f- birdemic yeah
1: have you not seen birdemic so no like we-
0: flandemic but with birds it's
1: considered one of the worst films of all time like it's andy
0: <laughs> it's funny you it? didn't even watch a film like an extra film this penny. week or last week and now we have to watch your bullshit penny yep
1: i guarantee you you'll love it though <laughs> <laughs> it's a very penny film. You, I think you it especially is, will really enjoy it. It's like Bird. a horror. Damn it. Birdemic okay. is famously I'm sure most people some people listening will probably heard of it it's notorious for being incredibly bad but are also are we talking like
0: sharknadoes on- with
1: birds yeah. it's fucking hilarious it is hilarious though I'd like the last okay. time I watched it I laughed my ass off because it is so bad it's good it's definitely in that category of okay. it's so bad it's good so don't worry the thing is you both like so bad as good like Neil Breen and I fucking hate it so
2: I'm
0: going to be the one who <laughs> suffers here yeah I can't wait consequences of your own actions that's why I don't plan Birdemic
1: Shock and Terror from 2010 is a horror thriller of course so we're gonna have spooky ghost music next time it was made on the budget of $10,000 that gives you an idea what this film is <laughs> so we'll be watching that next week
0: I'm expecting seagulls on strings
1: I mean
0: like flapping into
1: you're close uh yeah. <laughs> Looks- Penny, what's on social
0: you can find us on Instagram at unusual suspects pod which is where you can also find us on Facebook is Unusual Suspects Pod and the only one that doesn't match is Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at penny underscore photo bit.
1: Choices 21. Dan talks a lot. And we will be back next week. Talk about fun things.
0: And Andy's going to watch a film for next week. So
1: that'll be good. That's going to be fun. I bet it's like all the rest of his fucking films he's talked about the last few weeks. Fucking Fucking
0: pajamas.
1: Dreadful. We have a couple of fun features coming up in the next few months. I have one especially which I'm fucking dreading so much. We'll talk about that another time. I'm still thinking about it and I don't want to talk about it and it's really dreading me but anyway thank you very much for listening to episode 15 thanks
0: guys we
1: shall see you next time so long
0: bye bye